Welcome everyone. You're listening to The River Podcast, where you can find messages to help you strengthen your walk with Christ and refresh your soul. Here's our message from this past week. I know God has given me a word for tonight and I, you know, I was thinking over and over again the last couple weeks, you know, what to leave you guys with. I'm only leaving, you know, for a season of time. Three months is actually a season of time. And I was thinking about it the other day, just what I wanted to leave with you guys and encourage you with um, before I go for this temporary time, because I know that God is doing something here, but what's cooler is I know that God is doing something in you guys individually. And God spoke this word to my heart. I was having a really hard time as I have the last two months in knowing what to say because there's so many situations represented here and um, we have people that watch online and I wanna make sure that this word is for you. I would never wanna just give you a word that, oh, I like talking about joy, so I'm gonna talk, talk about joy or I like talking about faith, so I'm gonna talk about faith. But what is God saying to you guys right now? And as I was praying, God gave me this, um, these words and it's never be that me again. I will never be that me again. And I was thinking about, you know, um, idols or, you know, people that are famous and they go through this time where they want to change things up and they call it, you know, in Hollywood reinventing yourself. So if you you know, go into a place where you were one thing for a long time, then you change your hair and you change your style and you you change a lot of things about yourself. You kind of reinvent yourself. And although it works and people are like, oh, wow, and they're shocked, um, in our own way as children of God, we go through a process where we say, I will never be that me again. But it's not so trite and shallow as changing your hair and changing your style, but that as you follow Christ, there's going to be things changing in you and around you. And there's going to come a point, and there probably came a point for us before when we decided to follow Jesus, that in one way or another, we may not have said it in these exact words, we said, I'll never be that me again. I will never be the old Jen ever again. And maybe I would have thought that would be the only time we would say it. But as I get closer to God and as I continue in my journey of faith with Jesus, I come to find out that I have said this multiple times. I'll never be that me again. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever outgrown something, but for whatever reason you kept using it? Anybody? Your pants don't fit anymore, but maybe you just like this pair you have so, so much, or you're too lazy to go buy some new ones or whatever, fill in the blank. So you keep wearing them and you're uncomfortable. Like I'm uncomfortable now because I'm gaining weight and these pants don't really fit. And what happens is we become really uncomfortable because it's something that we have outgrown. We don't fit in it anymore. And God wants to speak to you tonight that there are things that you have outgrown that you are continuing to use. And it's time to stop. There's things that you have outgrown in your life. Imagine putting on a pair of shoes that are one size too small. I've done it before with heels. If I had to do go to a wedding and they were the only ones that I had and so I put them on and they were a size too small so I'm walking around in pain and I'm uncomfortable but I'm like, I have to wear these shoes because they look the best with the dress, right? We're willing to make ourselves uncomfortable by using things that we have outgrown. And if it's a physical thing, it's more obvious to us. But when it comes to things inside of us or relationships or things that we have outgrown, 
in our lives and in our surroundings, we have a much harder time being willing to say, I'll never be that me again. I'm walking away. I've outgrown this season and I'm walking into a new one. Have you ever, um, you know, it, it was snowing outside and you decide, well, obviously not here, but if you were somewhere else, it was snowing outside and you decided to put a tank top on and walk outside. Well, it probably wouldn't be a good decision. And some of us, we are not properly equipped for the season we are about to walk in because we're too busy using all the things we've already outgrown. When God is doing a new thing, but we're so busy with all the things that we've outgrown. And maybe it's time to have a garage sale. I don't know. But there's something so powerful. If you've ever done a garage sale or you've ever given stuff away, there's something so powerful in cleansing about getting rid of the things that you've outgrown. And I'm not saying do that. There's things that are memorable to us, and I understand that. But there's things that we have physically outgrown. And there's also things spiritually that we have outgrown. And there are relationships that we have outgrown. And we say, God, no, I just, I need to keep this because I'm, I'm uncomfortable and I, I'm upset, but I, I can't let this go. I see it so many times with relationships. People have outgrown the relationships they're in because they're going their separate ways, but they're trying to stay together. And they're fighting to make it work and they're doing everything that they can. And there's a point that that's admirable and God uses that. But there's a point when in the relationship you're not being treated correctly. And in the relationship you're not being heard and you're being treated poorly. And it's time to get rid of that relationship that you have outgrown. Because God is doing a new thing. And that's what God is speaking to you today. Can you imagine if my sister-in-law Gabby, after she got married after a couple weeks, showed up at her parents' house with a sleeping bag and was like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to stay here for a while. And no, because she's in a new season. She made a decision. She got married. And so her life looks different than it used to. And she's walking in a new season. And some of you, you so badly want to get a hold of the new thing God is doing and walk into the new season so badly, but you're so preoccupied with what you've outgrown. Right? Some of us were faced in the pandemic when we were locked up, we were faced with the things we've outgrown. We're faced with the things that we have been putting on the back burner and putting aside. And I truly believe for you tonight that God wants you to get rid of the things that you have outgrown. Amen. So looking at what God did in 2015, it's going to look different than what God is doing in 2021. There's so many people I talk to who's like, oh man, do you remember when Church of All Nations was just going crazy and every single seat was filled and God was pouring out his spirit and we remember days when we were in our church and things were just amazing. And we go, man, I wish we could go back to 2015. But we're actually not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to go back. No matter how much we dwell in the past, we're never going back there ever again. And for some of you, this season with COVID, the pandemic, school, relationships ending, losing people in our lives, God is saying, I'm doing a new thing now. But are you aware of it? I'm doing a new thing now. But are you willing to let go of the things that you have outgrown? Not just physically, but spiritually, in your life. Maybe God is calling you to do something very specific. And you've been in a job for so long that you're comfortable with and you don't want to leave but God said, I'm doing a new thing. But you said, no, God, I'm, I'm comfortable here. I can't tell you how many people have had such a call of God on their life, but they weren't willing to let go of what they've outgrown. 
And so they keep trying to operate in something new when they're holding on to all these things that they've outgrown. And the Bible says that you can't put old wine into new wineskins and that you can't patch an old garment to a new garment, right? There's things that we're trying to do and we're trying to make it fit and it's not working. And there's a reason, right? So I want to encourage you with this today. This is the main idea. It's time to leave what we've outgrown behind. It's time to leave what we've outgrown behind. There's such an excitement I get when I think about this, that I look at each person in the room or maybe anyone who's watching online, whether you're 90 years old or you're 10 years old, there's something so powerful about a new season, about God doing a new thing. But are we aware of it? And are we willing to let go of our vices and the things that we've held on to? Maybe it's a good thing, but it's time to walk away, right? Or maybe it's a sin or maybe it's an addiction that we've been holding on for so long. And God says, I want to bring you out of that. And I want, I've wanted to for a long time, but you won't let go. It's time to let go tonight. Amen. It's time to leave what we've outgrown behind. So Mark 2, 21 through 22. I'm going to read the amplified version the whole night. That's where we'll be reading from. It says, no one sews a patch of unshrunk new cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it the new from the old, and the tear becomes worse. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the fermenting wine will expand and burst the skins, and the wine is lost as well as the wineskins. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. I'm going to put a picture up of a wineskin if you have the, the photo. So this is what a wineskin would have looked like back in the day. And what would happen if you put new wine into old wineskins, that new wine would make the wineskins burst open. And some of us, what we're trying to do is we're trying to fit old habits and old things and the things that God did in the past into these wineskins. And what happens is it bursts and it's a mess and it doesn't hold that new thing that God is doing. So when we get that image and that picture of the wineskin, I hope that that opens your eyes to see that some of us have been taking the old things inside of us and trying to put them in the new thing that God is doing. Let's just bring some of the anointing from 2015 into 2021 and, and maybe it'll work. It's not going to work. The wineskins are going to burst, right? That was a different time. That was a different season. That was a different moment. And now God is doing a new thing. And it might not look like you want it to look. There's not many of us in the room right now. It used to be a packed house. There's not many of us. That doesn't mean God isn't doing a new thing. If anything, it should open our eyes that there's people we need to reach, that there's people we need to love, that there's people we need to impact because this world is as broken as it's ever been. God wants to do something new. And I remember I was watching an old video that came up on my YouTube, and it was, um, it was Josh leading and I was singing next to him, and he looked like a baby, like he looked like a little boy. And he wasn't, he wasn't like leading as much yet. And I still remember seeing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's Josh. It's unbelievable. But if Josh tried to put some of that time in his life into what he's doing now, it wouldn't work. Because through the seasons that have passed, Josh has grown. He's outgrown those things back in the day when he was singing on worship team and leading worship and doing the things that he has done. It's not the same Josh anymore. It's the same person. We know who he is, 
But God's doing a new thing in Josh. And God has actually risen him up. You know that God even has a plan in the bad things that happen. He didn't cause them, but he's going to use them. Gabby having the disability that she has, somehow God set it up to bless her in her life in areas that she needed. But I still believe God's going to heal her 100%. For whatever, yeah, amen. Give it up for that. That's something that we're believing for and praying for. I never, ever wanted to be in a place where I had any type of disability. But if I hadn't moved out of the way, some other people wouldn't have risen up. And more than ever, I believe God had been speaking to my heart that it's time for me to step aside because God is preparing me for something. You see, if I believe that God was taking me out or allowing me to be taken out of something and for no reason at all and things were just going to get worse and worse, I would have no hope at all. But God is doing more in our lives than we realize. And through each season, there was a time in my life where, okay, God has called me to sing. Okay, God's called me to sing and lead people and help people, whatever that looks like. Okay, in this season, God's called me to speak to people. In this season, I'm in the hospitals more and and talking to people that are sick. And God is opening all of these doors in our lives. And sometimes we're so limited, right? Josh sings, but he doesn't only sing. And in different seasons, God will bring things out of us. And God has brought me to a place where in 2021, it's not, I want to be a singer because that's what God has called me to do. I want to be a speaker because that's what God has called me to do. I want to go into the hospitals because that's what God has called me to do. God has spoken to my heart. You are a conduit of change. You are a vessel of change and of hope in people's lives. I, if I'm not bringing hope to people's lives, I'm not doing what God has called me to do. Because it's no longer about the ability, about the talent, about the gifts that he's given me. Although I use those things and I want to continue to use them, I have made you a conduit of hope. And for some of you, when you begin to use your voice, you'll realize that God has made you a vessel of hope for someone else. But it's not until you activate those things, you begin to speak out. You begin to realize, I'm not that me anymore. Yeah, maybe I'm shy by nature. But when I walk in the boldness of everything that God has called me to be, I'll never be that me again. If Literally, if you told me 10 years ago that I would ever be speaking to people on a microphone, I would have laughed in your face. And now today, speaking to people about the things that God has been speaking to me, you have no idea the boldness that rises up in you. Because you realize that your word that God has given you isn't just for you. It's for everyone around you. It's to bring life, not just to you, but to everyone around you. Amen? I'm getting off my notes, but I put this down. Seasons change, and so do I. Seasons change, and so do I. You see, some of us, like I said, we're wearing tank tops in winter, and we got a chunky, tight-knit sweater with the turtleneck when it's 100 degrees outside. We are not equipped for the season that God has put us in. We're still stuck in the last season. Some of you have been stuck in four seasons ago and saying, but that was so good, and I was doing so good, and my relationships were so good then, and everything was comfortable then. And now it's four seasons later, and you're still hung up on four seasons ago. And God is saying, I'm doing a new thing. Sometimes the new thing doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. And it's not fun. And it's not exciting. But there's something that I can't explain when it comes to the presence of God. The way he's spoken to me in my car and in my house and as I'm driving places or as I'm traveling, God will give me this excitement in me. And it doesn't make sense. And I'm always conflicted with myself about it because it's like, 
You don't have any reason to be smiling right now, Jen. So why are you excited? Driving to church today, I felt a heaviness, and then I felt God begin to lift it in my car as I was worshiping and as I was praying because God was going to do something no matter what place I was in physically. God is going to do something no matter what season you're in. Gabby's still seeing, uh, singing even though her ears are giving her problems. I'm still speaking even though my jaw is practically broken. God will still use us in our brokenness. In fact, I think it's that much more powerful when even in the seasons we don't like, we listen to what God says and we activate our faith and we begin to speak to our life because we know that not just in the good, but also in the bad, God is there. He's in the midst of all of it. Seasons change and so do I. So I don't know what it is for you. It could be a toxic relationship that you feel good in. I'll, I'll stay here. This is fine. I can tolerate that. Maybe it's a fear because you don't think you're going to meet anyone else or whatever the heck kind of lie that the enemy tells us. But at the end of the day, when God is doing a new thing in our lives and we've been in these relationships we know are bad for us and we've been doing things and deciding and making decisions about things that we know are all backwards, it's time to let it go. It's time to put aside the thing we've outgrown and it's time to grow in Christ. Let go of the things you've outgrown and grow. Amen? So if you want to grow, you've got to get rid of the things that you've outgrown. And maybe for some of us, you know, it's an addiction. I had a friend who struggled for a long time with addiction. And I had no idea. I knew him. I talked to him almost every day at school, in college. And years passed by. And on our fourth year, we were out and, and we were doing a worship event. And he was one of our sound people. And he said, you know, I haven't told anybody this, but I've been, I've been struggling with drug addiction for years and years and years. And God broke it off me last year. And he began to speak about how he had outgrown the foolishness of the addiction that he was dealing with. He couldn't let it go. And it's so difficult. And I never want to talk about that lightly because addiction is so real. But that season, he had outgrown it. It was time to grow. It was time to grow up. It was time to let it go because God had a plan for him. And he got married shortly after. It was something he had to talk to his wife about. But he was entering a new season. And he couldn't bring that addiction with him into the new season that God had placed before him. And addiction is no joke. And depression is no joke. And those things are real. And it's not that we'll never screw up again or we'll never mess up again. But God has a new season for us. But will we walk in it? Will we be obedient in it? Will we listen to what he says? Not just when we're down, not just when we're up, but every single day of our lives. Number one is this. Oh, before I do number one, I want to ask this question. What have you been patching up that needs to be thrown out? You ever had like a rip in your jeans or a rip in something that you really like and so you, you patch it up and you make it look cool and there's nothing wrong with that. But in the Bible, before it talked about the wine and the, and the new wineskins, it talked about how we don't mix old put an old patch on a new garment. And I think it's so important for us to understand that when we look at our lives, we've been patching up some things that need to be thrown out. My husband, you know, when you do your husband's laundry um, and you're folding things and you notice there's holes in things, I decided one day there was this pair of shorts that my husband has had since the beginning of eternity. And every time he puts them on, I'm like, okay, I have flashbacks from when we were 13 years old. That's, that's how old these shorts are. 
I remember one day I was just feeling confident and I chucked the shorts and I, I just threw them out. And he came home and weeks had passed till finally he said, hey, where did my shorts go? My favorite shorts. And I was like, look, I was going to tell you the day it happened, but and he's done this to me before, so I felt fine doing it. He came home and I was like, you know what? I have to be honest with you. I threw them away. And he was like, okay. He like took a second to think about it and he's like, okay. We had been arguing about this pair of shorts, our whole marriage <laughs> leading up to this point. They were thrown out and now they weren't there anymore. And he's like, okay. But it was so representative to me of a new season. Cause I'm like, I remember you wearing these when we were 13 years old and you playing drums in them. It's too long. It, you gotta let it go. And with just chucking them one day, he's like, okay, it's over. It's time to move on, right? But we have been patching up some things that need to be thrown out. You've been patching up some relationships that need to be thrown out. You've been patching up some things in your job when God is calling you to a new job, to a new vocation. Yeah, even in the middle of a pandemic. God is calling us to something new. So it's time to stop putting old things and mixing them with new things. Because when God is doing a new thing, it's time to walk in it. When you get married, you're not in your parents' house anymore. You're not living in an apartment all alone. You are walking into a new season. If you get sick, you're walking into a new season. Yeah, you got to go to the doctor. You got to get things checked out. You got to make decisions. But God is sovereign. He provides. He's there in the midst of your situation, whatever it may look like. The good seasons that you're excited about and the seasons that maybe don't look that good. Number one, stop bringing your past into your present. That's what this is all about. Don't put old wine into new wineskins. Stop bringing your past into your present. There's a story about Jacob in the Bible. Has anyone heard of Jacob in the Bible before? Jacob was known as a deceiver. He was a deceptive person. Now, you and I, if we met someone and we considered them deceptive, we'd be like, oh, I'm not hanging out with that. I don't want to hang out with somebody deceptive. I don't want anyone to deceive me. But God had a plan for Jacob, the deceiver's life. And maybe you look back at your life and you remember a word that was attached to your identity that is no longer attached to it. Maybe right now there's a word attached to your identity and, and you don't want it there anymore. For me, it's running. And that sounds weird. But if you think of Jonah in the Bible, he ran. And my temptation, as I've learned over the years, is to run. When I'm scared, I want to run away. When I don't want to do something, that thing that I know I have to do, I run. And I, I think maybe you could call me Jen the runner or I don't know. But we have something attached to our name. So Jacob deceived his own father on his father's deathbed convinced him because his father, you know, was kind of couldn't even see anymore and he didn't really know what was going on. And he gave the birthright to Jacob instead of Esau because Jacob deceived his own father into thinking that he was Esau, but it was really Jacob. That's a pretty deceptive thing to do on your father's deathbed. He was deceptive. He was the deceiver. And so I was thinking about this today to stop bringing your past into your present. And there's a tale here of two Jacobs. And in your life, there's a tale. There's a tale of two Jeffs. There's a tale of two Natashas. There's a tale of two Eric's. Ta think about what Eric talked about a couple weeks ago. He hates the sound of her he hated in the past, the sound of his own voice. Yet we love his voice. 
but God is calling him to use the thing that he doesn't like. You like it now though, right? Because you're walking in a little more? Okay. But we see this transition happen. There's a tale of two gents, of two Isaiahs. We all have the thing that we want to do instead of what God has called us to do. And you see, God comes into Jacob's situation and he changes his name. He goes from Jacob the deceiver to Israel who wrestles with God. And I'm going to read it from you, uh, for you here. Genesis 32, 24 through 28, the amplified version. So Jacob was left alone and a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, he touched the hip joint and Jacob's hip, hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. So he asked him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. You see, there's, there's this Jacob who is torn between the self he has the t potential to become and this shadow hanging over him. Think about that for a second. Jacob is torn between the self, the person he has the potential to be, and the shadow hanging over him. Does anyone connecting with that today? Anybody? Okay. He's torn between who he has the potential to be and the shadow hanging over him. Have you ever felt like you were living with a shadow over your head? You ever felt like you were just living with something and you were never going to get out from under that? Jacob was a deceiver. He probably thought, this is just who I am. Until God came into the picture in a moment and he began to wrestle with God. He began to fight with God. And in that wrestling and in that fight, God said, your name is no longer Jacob, but it's Israel, for you have wrestled with me. You have fought and said, God, I, I need you to bless me. I need you to come into my situation. And for some of us today, God has changed our name, but we keep wanting to grab the old name. We keep wanting to walk back under the shadow because of what that might mean for us and the things that we want in our lives. See, there's a tale of two people today, and they're both you. The person that God has made you to be, the potential you have to be that person, and the person that you've been in the past that wants to rise up and continue forward. You see, we have to make the decision. That's not going to be me anymore. It's not going to be me. Amen? So the past is useful, but the past is not coming back. No matter how much you dwell in the past, it's never coming back. You could dwell there all day, every day, live in your head and just think about the good old days or think about other times in your life, but it is never coming back. And God says to you tonight, it's a new season. I'm doing a new thing in your life and I need you to trust me. And the old isn't going to work anymore. The old Jeff isn't going where the new Jeff is going, right? You guys connect with what I'm saying today? God is doing a new thing. So it should serve as a lesson and a determination for God repositioning us. But our past stays in the past, whether we like it or not. We can't turn back time. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, the uh, amplified version says, Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. So this is a word for us today. 
Don't ponder the former things. Don't ponder yesterday. It's time to live in today. I could think about all the times that I was able to use my voice to sing or my jaw. And I could think about all of those days where everything felt easier. But that's not where God has me right now. God has me in the middle of difficult and what feels like impossible. And there's no way that it's by accident. My doctor was like, man, you've done everything you can. He was like looking at my record and all the doctors I've been to and all the hospitals and all the surgeries and all the people. And he was like, gosh, this is crazy. But God is in the midst of my impossible situation. And so for you, maybe you're not in that season. Maybe you're in a season where things are flourishing and turning around. And I love that. But there's going to be seasons where you go, I don't want to go there. I don't want to walk in that direction. It's like we said this year, you know, the theme of our year, count me in. Yeah, count me in, God, as long as we're going where I think we're going. Count me in as long as things are going to be good and no one's going to get sick and bad things aren't going to happen and I'm going to find the love of my life and you're going to give me the job that I've always wanted. It's amazing. It's crazy that in the midst of a situation, God will be right there in the darkest time, in the brightest time. In the times when you're, you got your heart broken. In the times when you feel renewed. When you feel fresh. When you feel ready to go. And in a world that tells us that we always got to be the best. And we always got to hustle. And fake it till you make it. It's all lies. You see, God has called you to be exactly who he's called you to be. So there's the potential of who he's called you to be. And then there's that old you that's always trying to come back. You see, he... Um, Jacob did what I like to do. He ran. He thought his brother was going to kill him after he found out his deception. And so he ran. And I relate to that. How many, when you guys do something wrong, you want to run or you do run? You've done something wrong. You get found out. You want to run, right? Your mom got upset, found something out, and you ran out of the house, got in your car, or you ran away. I don't know. You left. It's in our nature to run. But you see, right in the midst of his running... And he took a second, he began to wrestle with God. And Jacob's name was changed from Jacob to Israel. You see, God has changed your name. He's repositioned you for something new. But it's your decision whether you're going to walk in it or not. God isn't going to take the steps. He'll put you where he needs you to be. But will you activate it? Will you use the gifts that he's given you? Will you walk in the purpose that he has for you in this moment? If I'm going by purpose... All I've ever wanted to do is sing, but that's not all God has called me to do. And in other seasons, I'm going to have to be ready and willing to walk into something new. And sometimes it's had to be, God, I don't know how to do this at all. So I absolutely need your help or I can't do it at all. Does anyone resonate with that? Yeah, you know, God has brought me into a season where I, I don't really like this. I don't really want to do it, but that's exactly where God has you. You can be faithful in any season. You really can. It's, it's not going to be easy. But God will be there with you. You need to call upon him, even if it means wrestling with him and fighting with him and saying, God, this isn't what I want, and, and asking him to bless you. You see, you need to call upon God, even if you have to wrestle with him, right, as Jacob did. So do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. I am doing a new thing, but will you be aware of it? You see, you guys are going into a new season as a ministry 
whether we're ready for it or not, God is bringing you guys into a new season. And as I've led this ministry, I'm going to be stepping away, but God is going to be doing a new thing here. Even in the midst where we have the same vision and the same heart, but God is going to be using different people to speak to your life. And what I encourage you in this season is to embrace what God is speaking to you through other people. Understand that everyone that's going to be speaking to you, I love them, I trust them, and I know that they're going to bless your life, that they're going to speak into you. But are you aware that God is doing a new thing? Will you be aware enough to be intentional every time you hear God, someone speak God's word? You following me? Number two, seek God in your every day, not just in your highs and lows. Seek God in your every day, not just in your highs and lows. If we want to say, I'll never be that me again, if we're going to say something like that, if we're actually going to mean it with our lives, we can't just seek God in the highs and lows. We have to seek God in the every single day. If you are not seeking God every single day, if you're not continually seeking him, we slip up every now and then. We have a day we don't talk to God. We don't think about God. We've all made mistakes. But what I'm telling you, it's not just time to seek God when things are good. And it's not just time to seek God when things are bad. It's always time to seek him. Because how will we know that he's doing a new thing if we're living in the past? How are we going to know if he's doing a new thing if we're not seeking him every single day? You see, when I stay connected to God, it's different than when I just go to God when I feel like it, or I go to God when things are bad, and it's been a while, and I'm on my knees, and I'm like, ah, I don't even know how to pray anymore, and I don't like the way that it feels, and I'm really uncomfortable, and we make it all about God. Well, God, you're never really there for me, and what? you're not even listening to me. When we seek God every day of our lives, when we trust him before we even put our feet on the floor, when we get out of the bed every single morning, God is in that. He's doing a new thing. But will we be aware of it? Because I'm telling you, if you're living to trust God on the highs and lows, when the next low comes, you're going to be like, what the heck just hit me? And you're not going to know what to do. When you seek God every day, you can walk into any season. And it's not that you're going to feel amazing. And it's not that you're going to feel perfect. But you can walk into any season with confidence. Doing it afraid going to the doctor's appointment, even if you're afraid, moving to a new location, even if it's uncomfortable for you. Because when you're seeking God continually in your life, you know that your life is in his hands. But if you're only seeking him in the highs and lows, the lows are going to hit you really hard. And the highs won't be as high as you might think. Seek God in your everyday, not just in your highs and lows. First Chronicles 16, 11. It says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. And it says in in the parentheses there, longing to be in his presence. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his faith continually, longing to be in his presence. It says the word continually. Seeking his face. I've sung a song one time. It was, I seek your face and not just your hand. What, what that means is I'm not just seeking God for what he can give to me. I'm seeking his face. I'm seeking all he is, who he is. God isn't just there like a vending machine to give you what you need. God is there and he wants us to long to be in his presence. We can only long to be in someone's presence when we know them really well. When you know someone really well, You long to be in their presence if you like them, if you like their company. But how will we long to be in God's presence if we're never in his presence? 
How will we ever get to a place where we're seeking God continually if we don't decide one day we're going to start seeking him? If the decision isn't made, days are just going to continue to pass us by. And one day I'll be that person God has called me to be, but not today because we're in a pandemic. One day I'll be that person God has called me to be, but not today because I'm in this relationship and I know it's not right, but I don't want to leave it because I'm comfortable and I like it. We always get to this place and before we know it, our life has completely passed us by and we look back and we see all the potential that we had and we never went there. We never did it because we always settled. And God doesn't want you to settle today. He wants you to get to a place where you say, I'll never be that me again. I remember I was thinking about 2017. One of just an awesome year for whatever reason. I was just, it was an amazing year. Did anyone have a good 2017? All the years are really clear now, right? Because <laughs> we know where we are. 2017, and I'm like looking at old pictures from 2017, and I'm thinking about, you know, my second year of marriage and all the cool things that were happening in our family and all the amazing things that would happen. Little did I know everything that was about to unfold. And I, I caught myself thinking, man, if I could just go back to 2017, 2016, even 2015, man, that would be awesome. But that's not where we are. And if all of us decide that we're just going to run away when God wants to use us right now, if all of us just decide we're going to run away, what's going to happen? Things got hard and everybody left. Things got hard and everybody decided, I'm out. Seek God and his strength. Seek his face continually, longing to be in his presence. You see, when you, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. It's powerful for us to know that. But if we never taste to see, how will we know that he's good? You see, there's an action, there's a step that we need to take. And it'd be really easy for all of us in this season of our lives to run, but God wants you to stay right where you are. And he wants to bring that potential out of you that's been maybe lying dormant because of the things that you've outgrown in your life. Number three. Oh, sorry, Psalm 27.4. This is where I think we need to be. This is written God knows how long ago, and yet this needs to be our heart right now. One thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord and in his presence all of the days of my life, to gaze upon his beauty, the delighted loveliness and majestic grandeur of the Lord, and to meditate in his temple. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I see, to dwell in his house. Not dwell on the past, not dwell on other things, but dwell on the Lord. Is that, have you ever said that? One thing I ask of you, God, to just dwell with you, to just be with you, to just be in your presence. It's a powerful prayer to pray, but I might be brave enough to say that not a lot of us are in this place where we're going home and God, I'm just asking of you for more of you going to God and getting on your knees and getting in his presence and saying, God, one thing I ask is just to be with you and longing for more of God. But if you never get in his presence, how will you continually be in his presence? It's always one day I'll do it. One day I'll be there. One day I'll trust God like that or like that person or like that person. And we look at other people to be the support that we need. God is calling you out. Wherever you are in your life, God is calling you out. 
I really would love to see what it would look like if every single person in this room was willing to be bold and access the potential that God has put inside them. What would it look like in here? I mean, it would get rowdy in here. It'd get crazy in here. God is doing a new thing. And you might not want to be bold. And I get it. I'm not the kind of person that's like naturally loud and crazy. I've become more chill of a person. But when God is speaking to me, I have to speak. When God is speaking to you, you have to speak. There's things I put in my notebook and yeah, no one reads that. And I, you know, I have my prayer time with God. But when God has given me a word, it's time to speak. Natasha's going to speak a word next week. And I'm, I'm really excited for that word because her and Vinny have been through a lot. And she's going to speak yes out of that testimony. But the thing I love about Natasha is when God is doing a new thing, she's right on that wave. Even if she doesn't feel like it, even if it's like, eh, I don't really want to be here. I've seen her push through exhaustion and not feeling it and having a migraine and all of those things. But what I love about her is when God is doing a new thing, she's right on that wave. And we need people like that. Because when I don't feel like worshiping, and when literally I'd rather be anywhere else, let's be honest, there's people that I look at and I go, man, if I had some of that today... (laughs) And it encourages my heart. Is there anyone in your life like that? They encourage your heart. You need people like that around you. Um, There's other things in my head, but I'm going to say it anyways. (laughs) There's, There's just people in this room, and you're surrounded by people that don't value you. And they're not calling out the purpose God has put on your life. And... For some people, it's eye-opening when this happens. I remember when I was away at college, in the very beginning, I was in this group of friends, and it was kind of a weird group of people, and I wasn't really talking to my friends much back at home, and I was trying to adjust to this new place, and I remember driving in the car with my friend, and we were driving, and I had felt really down on myself. I felt like I wasn't valued in that time, I was in a time of transition in my life where I felt like no one really knew who I was yet. So it's hard when people don't know you well to feel valued, you know? And I remember my friend, it was, it was one of those friends you meet and you just, man, you instantly connect. You get each other. And we're in the car and I have a self-deprecating kind of humor. I've always had that. Does anyone have that kind of humor? Yeah. And I've, it's made me very misunderstood where I'll say something And people will be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. And I'm like, oh, I just wish people could understand me. But I remember when it turned, and it was no longer self-deprecating humor as, ha-ha, that's funny. It became just trashing myself. And my friend was in the car with me. And as I'm talking, I noticed she's starting to cry. We get to a stoplight. And I don't remember everything she said. She called me by my name, which makes you alert. Anytime someone says your name, she was like, Jennifer. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And she began to speak into my life. The potential that I didn't even see was there in me. And I remember, and that's why I can talk about it today. I don't remember much, but I remember that moment. And God is speaking to me as I've been talking to you, that there's people that are around you that don't value you. And the second you get around somebody that values you and begins to call out the things in your life that God is doing, you're in shock. You're like, oh my gosh. Like, yes, 
That's what God has called me to do. And someone's noticing it. But if you're around a bunch of people that don't value you at all, it's time to go. You've outgrown them. It's, it's time to say goodbye. I believe that for people in this room today. I was watching a documentary. Not going to say what documentary, but a person was struggling. She didn't even realize that she was around a bunch of people that were toxic and were talking negativity and trashing her and all that. She gets a text from someone she admires, paragraphs and paragraphs. And as she begins to read it out loud, her voice begins to crack and she begins to cry. And you see this emotion come out of someone that you don't expect emotion to come from because all of a sudden value is being added to her. And so that's for some of you today. And I'm not saying that you need a bunch of people that are just going to pump you up every day. You still need friends that are going to be honest with you. Don't mistake what I'm saying. You need people that are going to be straightforward with you. But the people that are straightforward to me in my life are people that value me. And the people that didn't value me, I outgrew them and I finally walked away. You see, sometimes it takes a lot of of trial and error. Yeah, I really should walk away from these people because... They don't value me. They don't care about me. If anything, I feel like they're against me. And we are called to love them. But after years and years and years of tolerating things I shouldn't have tolerated, there were people in my life that I had to say goodbye to. And it hurt. Because when you're invested, it hurts. But get around people that value you in this season. Because those people are going to call out the potential inside of you. Right? There's the tale of two selves the one that wants to do everything God has purposed them to do, and the old you that's like, no, I don't do that. It's too much work. It's not even going to be worth it. No one's even going to notice. No one's even going to care. It's lies. Number three, when God calls you out, call it out. When God calls you out, call it out. This is what I mean. Abraham and Sarah, we know, the, we know those names, right? Before they were Abraham and Sarah, as we commonly know them as, they were Abram and Sarai. I'm going to read Genesis 17, 1 through 8, and then I'm going to read 15 through 16. When Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk habitually before me with integrity, knowing that you are always in my presence. Be blameless and complete in obedience to me. I will establish my covenant and my everlasting promise between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly through your descendants. Then Abram fell on his face in worship, and God spoke with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and as a result, you shall be the father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, exalted father, but your name shall be Abraham, father of a multitude. For I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant between you and your descendants after you throughout generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, moving from place to place, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession of property, and I will be their God. Going down to verse 15. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but her name will be Sarah. I will bless her, and indeed, I will also give you a son by her, because they couldn't have children before. Yes, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. King of peoples will come from her. When God calls you out, call it out. 
When God changed Abram from Abram to Abraham and Sarai from Sarai to Sarah, can you imagine when as husband and wife, they began to speak those names to each other? Couldn't have children, but all of a sudden she's saying, Abraham, father of many nations. And he's saying, Sarah, mother of many nations. I need you to think about this for a second. Couldn't have children. And now not only is God making them a father and a mother, but a mother and father of many nations. No longer Abram and Sarai, but Abraham and Sarah. When God calls you out, call it out. When you hear somebody speaking life into somebody else, join in. I've seen so many situations where somebody's encouraging someone and getting excited about somebody in a circle of people, and they're like, it ends there. Thank you. You ever been there? <laughs> Thanks so much. And it's like, everyone else is like, that was awkward. Why? When people speak life and speak truth and speak the potential into somebody's life, everyone needs to join along. You know why? Because when someone actually has the boldness to stand up and call it out in someone and call out their potential, your other self is going to be like, don't say anything. You don't need to add anything to that. But the self, the person that God has called you to be, even if it's not your personality, it's time to agree and call it out. I don't care if you don't like someone in this room. If someone begins to compliment them, I encourage you to join in. I encourage you to speak it out. I encourage you to speak to Josh and tell him everything that you see in his life and what God is doing in his life. I encourage you to say it to Isaiah and to Ariella. Why? Because God is doing things in our lives. But do we see it? Are we going to speak it out? When God calls you out, call it out. And there's more to the story of Abraham and Sarah, so I don't want to, you know, give any, like, wrong direction here. There's more to the story. But what I want you to catch in this story is that they were no longer Abram and Sarai, but they were Abraham and Sarah. And maybe God isn't changing your physical name, the name that you have, but God has called you to something, and will you walk in it? You see, I'm no longer... Jen, who runs away because she's scared, even though I feel that sometimes. I'm Jen that's doing what I have to do and doing it scared and doing it afraid, but I'm getting to the other side. You see, I don't know what it is for you. We're all different. We all have our vices. We all have our things that are more difficult for us than they are for other people. But God is doing a new thing. And I can say that with confidence in all of our lives, because we've all been tested. We've all had our lives flipped upside down. God is doing a new thing in your life. Will you trust him even when it doesn't look like you want it to? Will you trust him even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't feel like calling it out or calling someone else out? When God calls you out, call it out. I will never be that me again. I will never be that me again. Does anyone resonate with that today? Are some of you kind of sick of some things in your life? You're just tired of it? You're sick of it? You've been doing it for a long time? You've been feeling it for a long time? And time is up. It's time to let go of the things that you've outgrown. Those shoes don't fit you anymore? What do you do? You buy new ones. Or you find a pair, borrow from a friend, whatever you got to do. Because you're not going to walk around in shoes that don't fit. You're not going to wear pants that don't fit like me right now, right? after you gain some pandemic weight, <laughs> whatever the case may be. That's not what you're going to do. You're going to either give those away, put them away for when you lose weight, 
and you're going to put on a pair of pants that fit. You can't put old wine into new wineskins. Okay? So when we come in here, I want you to be so expectant every single Thursday night. God is doing a new thing. I'm not going to think about four weeks ago or 2018 or 2019. I'm going to think about right now God is doing something. And when I look at Josh, I don't see Josh when he was young and he just started out on a worship team. I see Josh now. I see all the things that God has used him to do, how he's used him in my life, how he's used him in my mom's life. And in choir, I'm giving you a a good example here. I don't see Eric from four years ago or five years ago. I see Eric right now. And you know, there's a, in the Bible, it talks about how Jesus was a carpenter. And in his own home, it was hard for him to operate because it's, the verse goes, you know, no one's a prophet in their own town. Meaning, you know, there's people that have known me since I was a little baby. And some of those people just continue to call potential out of me and life out of me. But there's some people that I know for a fact, oh, that's Jen. I know Jen. I've known her since she was a little kid. And because of that, kind of dampen down whatever God's doing in my life because of familiarity. But God is doing something in me now, whether or not people see it. God is doing something in you, whether or not people see it. So I don't see Isaiah from five years ago or Natasha from five years ago. We were different. <laughs> I'll never be that me again. When you look at people in your life, if you've known them forever, stop seeing them with eyes from 2015. God is doing a new thing right now. Will you not perceive it? I don't care how rowdy I get, no matter how small a group we are today, because it's our purpose to call it out. And if you don't believe in the potential God has given you, how are you ever going to speak into the potential of others? When we look at this room, when we're, over the next three months, as different pastors come in and different speakers come in, open your ears, open your eyes, bring your notebook, do whatever you got to do. Because if we begin to think that way and live that way, I'll never be that me again. And hey, that person that I thought that they were this way, they're actually not. And I've just been holding their past against them. When we begin to see with eyes of faith what God is doing in someone else, and my message kind of took a turn, but that's, what, that's where it ended up. But it's time to put the things we've outgrown behind. Pastor Ralph, he's going to speak one of the weeks. He was my youth pastor years and years and years ago. And if I looked at Pastor Ralph I knew then and then tried to treat him like Pastor Ralph I knew then as a kid, it wouldn't work. You can't put old wine into new wineskins. It wouldn't work. We have changed. We are, pe- we are people of God. We are people that really rise up and walk in boldness and what God has called us to do. But even if somebody doesn't, you call it out in them. You speak it out, even if they don't think it exists. You see, I can't look at Pastor Ralph with eyes of what I knew before. I'm looking at him, Pastor Ralph, 2021. God has done so much in his life. And I look at Isaiah differently. I look at Jeff differently. I look at everyone in this room differently because God is doing a new thing. So we're done living in the past. It's time to put aside what we've outgrown. Some arguments, people you don't like, it's time to make amends. And yeah, you don't have to keep them in your circle. It's time to make amends and walk away. Or it's time to make amends and continue forward. I don't know what it is. But God has called us to let go of the things we've outgrown. I'm going to have the worship team come up, and, and we're going to have, this is time of worship. I knew we went long. I'm sorry, but 
you know. I want to just encourage somebody tonight that maybe they feel like who they were is always pulling on who they are. So if you can just stand where you are today, we're, we're going to worship in a moment, but I encourage you tonight, wherever you may find yourself, to just say those words to God tonight, even as you speak. It, I'll never be that me again, or I'm not who I used to be, because you're not who you used to be. And maybe for some of you, you're like, you know, I really like what you're saying, but I feel like I've gotten worse, not better. Wherever you find yourself today, God has a purpose for your life that has not gone away just because you ran away. It's still there. It's still present. And whatever it might be tonight that's holding you back, I encourage you as you lift your hands with hands open wide to trust God, to trust God with your life, to trust God with your past, to trust God with your present and your future, to leave the past where it belongs, use it to learn, use it to grow, but it's time to live right now and move forward. I'm leaving the things that I've outgrown behind. If that's you today and you say, I have outgrown some things that I'm still using, I want you to come forward. I have outgrown some things I'm still using. Be bold today. I have outgrown some things. I am continuing to use it. It's not comfortable anymore. I'm sick of it, but I don't know how to stop. You see, God, his grace brings us to our knees because we can't understand a God that is so loving and is so gracious and continues to give us another chance. God is our father. And we need that image today of the prodigal son that when we turn to God, he comes running to us every single time. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what your hiccups are, your hangups are, what's going on in your personal life. But what we can recognize tonight is this, surrender. Just lift your hands right now, surrender. God, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my past to you. I'm not who anyone else has called me to be. I am everything you've called me to be. So I won't hold on to who I was. I'm walking in who I am and who you've called me to be in the destiny that you have put before me. So I'm gonna give a few more seconds. You say, I've outgrown some things I keep using and I wanna stop. Come forward today. Anybody? A couple more seconds. All right, we're gonna sing. Is it Jubilee that we're gonna sing? Awesome. As we sing, I'm just gonna come down and pray if some of the leaders could help me pray as well. But God is doing a new thing. And as you worship, I want you to worship with that faith inside your heart that he's doing a new thing. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The River YA. All of our links to keep in touch are shown down below. We hope this blessed you and we'll see you next time at The River. Come find life.